All right, here we go. I've been setting this up for a couple weeks where I ask, how did an obstacle launch you into a better place? I said, send your stories in, and we're going to share some of those stories today. Today's the day that we're going to share some of those stories and award somebody $100, which I promised that was sent in by a listener just saying, hey, create a contest, which is not uncommon, but we're going to do that here. Now, we got a ton of stories. Like usual, sometimes I just throw things out there, not anticipating what's going to happen. So I had to sort through stories. And incidentally, thank you to all of you who shared your stories. I mean, thank you so much for sharing your heart, some tough things that you've shared. I plowed through those. I've just selected a handful that I'm going to share here, but certainly don't want to diminish uh, the value of those that were sent in that we're not sharing here. But what I looked for was, you know, where's the transformation? How did this in fact open the door to a newer opportunity? So we're going to look at this in this way, you know, how, did an obstacle launch you into a better place? Stay around. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hey, you all know the stories, you know, the time when you had a flat tire and then why, while you were there out in a deserted road, changing your flat tire, you noticed a little box down in the ditch, you open the box and there's a thousand dollars in there. Well, it may not have been exactly like that, but a lot of you have stories that seem to be similar where what you thought was an obstacle turned out to be opening the door to an opportunity. So we're going to look at it in this way. You know, have you survived a past struggle that's made you stronger? Has there been an event in your life that caused you to discover your other self? I'll tell you what that is in a minute. What is the transformation you're expecting from your current challenge? Now, our quotation comes from Napoleon Hill, author of Think and Grow Rich, and he said, every adversity contains, at the same time, a seed of equivalent opportunity. Now, I've, I've struggled with that. You know, do I really believe that over the years? Every adversity contains, at the same time, a seed of equivalent opportunity. Now, I have never done a scientific study on that, but we certainly hear lots of stories like that, where what appeared to be an adversity turned out to be the door to a bigger opportunity. So I looked at these stories that you submitted in kind of that way. And again, thank you so much to all of you who's submitted those. But I look for, you know, what is a transformation? What is it that where, you know, we hear about the, you know, the uh, butterfly or the caterpillar, you know, who stops eating, hangs upside down from a twig or a leaf and then spins itself a cocoon and it hangs there. We, it looks like things are pretty well over. And then somehow within that protective casing, the caterpillar radically transforms its body, eventually emerging as a butterfly or a moth. Now, your transformation may not be quite that radical, but you know, certainly we know those kind of times. So have you survived a struggle that made you stronger? Have you been through a hardship in your life that's changed you in a positive way? Maybe you overcame some kind of traumatic event that's unlocked your true potential. I mean, know the story Brian Dixon tells of having a horrendous uh, car accident, you know, where they weren't sure what he was going to be like. 
from there on. Well, he is now you know, a runner, does all kinds of physical things to kind of overcome that challenge where others thought he would be very, very limited. Now, there's a, there's a section in Think and Grow Rich where Napoleon Hill talks about going through real deep struggles and disappointment. We somehow often discover a different version of ourselves, like we have arrived Now here he says, and I quote, you've been disappointed. You have felt the great heart within you crushed until it bled. Take courage for those experiences have tempered the spiritual metal of which you are made. They are assets of incomparable value. Remember too, that all who succeed in life get off to a bad start and pass through many heartbreaking struggles before they arrive. The turning point in the lives of those who succeed usually comes at the moment of some crisis through which they are introduced to their other selves. So one of the questions here I have for you, have you met your other self? Is that even a potential possibility? Well, I'm going to tell you one of my stories real quick here to kind of get us started and I'll go on to some others. When I was 41 years old, I went through a disaster. I mean, I had purchased a health and fitness center, didn't know much about it, but saw you know, money possibility, and just purchase it. Well, I had it. You know, we had a lot of members. And then I decided to change the membership structure. I changed it way too quickly. We were on the old annual structure where people would pay for a year, two years, three years in advance. And then the theory was, you know, they'd come for about 30 days. We wouldn't see them again. You had all the money that they had paid in advance. They weren't then going to use. Well, I really didn't feel comfortable with that plan. I didn't really think that made sense. I thought if we're not giving people good service, that they're not benefiting from it, they shouldn't be paying for it. So I changed to a monthly plan. Now, in theory, that made a lot of sense. Where over the long haul, that would be a better plan. But I changed it so quickly that we went from getting money up front, people paying for a year or two years, to just paying for a month. That put me in a really, really tough position. It crippled my cash flow, put me in a really... tough spot with the bank. I mean, the bank where I had open lines of credit changed hands three times in two years. So the people that were there now saw this young kid, you know, they didn't know me. They saw those open lines of credit and they said, Hey, we don't want this. They tightened down on me, demanding repayment quickly. So I decided just to sell the club, just decided I'd sell it at auction. No big deal. I'm an entrepreneur. I'll just, you know, walk out. I don't care if I walk out with a shirt on my back, I'll just go on to something else. Well, I walked out <laughs> with not with the shirt on my back. Actually, I should have left my shirt there because I didn't have anything. Not only did I not have the club anymore, but I had an enormous debt. I mean, it really surprised me how it turned out. I sold it at absolute auction, meaning whoever bid the most got it. And in as much as we had a lot of activity leading up the auction, it just didn't turn out that way. And I ended up having about $430,000 owed to the IRS and other legitimate vendors. I mean, I was advised to file bankruptcy, but the IRS debt wasn't going to go away even with bankruptcy. It doesn't go away. And the rest was owed to people with their own personal businesses. I mean, I owed them money. And I didn't feel right I'm being raised as I was with believing that our word is our bond. You give your word, you stick to it. So I just felt like I owed the rest of the money. But here's the deal. In that experience, walking through that, I mean, I had always believed that to be more successful, you had to have more employees and bigger businesses. But that experience opened me up to my other self. 
I'd always had bricks and mortar businesses. I mean, used car sales, motorhome rental business, auto accessories business, and the health and fitness center. But now suddenly I was confronted with not being able to borrow money for the next business. I had to explore new business options. Now, certainly I could have gone to get a job, but that wasn't appealing to me. I just started thinking, what could I do on my own? But it was right at that time that I was asked to start teaching a Sunday school class, which when I think back about it, I think, wow, why did they select somebody who was wounded and struggling so much? But they did. And it allowed me not only to heal, but to start teaching and growing and seeing up other opportunities. I found that people were really eager to learn new ways of finding work that matters for people who care. That opened the door for me to coach to speak, and to teach about that process. Those things opened the door for me to write and to turn that writing into books and courses and seminars and live events. I mean, all of that could be done with no capital, no lease buildings, no employees. I mean, that was a totally new way of doing business. I could grow my own business without debt, without the challenges of having employees, and I wasn't tied to any particular place geographically even. It was a totally different kind of experience. I would have never discovered that if I had not gone through that unexpected, unwelcomed experience. So today, you know, I have no debt of any kind. I mean, my company generates multiples of the income I had when I had 35 employees. And we recently moved from Tennessee to Florida with no reduction in the business in any other way. I mean, that other self I discovered was not the hardworking, physically active guy I thought I had to be, but rather the thinking writing, and speaking guy I get to be today. Now, I know this is a challenging time for lots of you. We hear from you every day. But I'd really encourage you to dig deep and look for the positives or the unique opportunities. And eventually, you know, you'll find a new, rewarding, fulfilling path. Now, we're going to hear from some of the stories here. I got a couple others of my own that I want to share with you, and then some principles that I want you to take away from this. Now, one of the things that I look for, too, is stories that go away from blaming right to the solution. You know, next, I think next week I'm going to go through a list that I just created from going from listening to a podcast. So these are not mine. I'll tell you more about it next week. Maybe I'll do this next week. 28 Ways to Stay Poor. 28 Ways to Stay Poor. Boy, some of those have a whole lot to do with blaming others, waiting for things to be perfect, waiting for the government to fix your your situation, you know, those things. Well, no, these stories I want to share here are stories that go away from blaming right to the solution. All right, let me just jump into these. Chris says, years ago, I identified a waste of reports and working with IT when I completed a test that improved my efficiency and the plant's efficiency. After leaving the company and going to another, I saw a similar opportunity. I contacted IT and their reply was, we aren't staffed for that. Take a class and do it yourself. I was already working 60 hours plus, didn't like that option. Complaining during lunch, a coworker said, the company may grow larger or die, but what you learn while you are here can never be taken away. I didn't like that comment at the time, but after contemplating, I knew it made sense. So I took a class called Lotus 123. It's today's Excel. It helped me overcome many obstacles in my work then and every day since. 
I've taught my kids as well, as many adults, the power of that software. I've used it for work. I've used it as a golf league secretary and many other applications. It saved me countless hours as well as those I've taught. My kids used it to track their their ball cards and now personal and work-related items as well. I've learned a lot and continue to do so, but nothing has assisted my growth as much as that day that I heeded the advice. The company may come or go, but what you learn while you're here can never be taken away. Great story, Chris. I love that. How you had what, what appeared to be an obstacle, and yet it's rather than just seeing it as a stopping point, you took it as motivation to develop yourself that has served you well today. All right, Tom says, I remember as it was yesterday, even though it took place in 1986. In response to my boss's request, I was presenting the quarterly financial results to a senior executive from Motorola. About five minutes into my presentation, he held up his hand, told me to stop. Looking at my boss, he said, I don't want financial presentations on the quarter ops review agenda ever again. I want only people and departments on the agenda that can make Motorola better. Then looked back at me and said, go ahead and finish, Tom. At first, I felt my career was finished. But over the next few days, I began to acknowledge he was right. Finance was reporting old news, not new forward-looking information that would improve the future of Motorola. I vowed to improve my profession. Over the next three years, I got involved in a global research project to identify financial best practices. December 31st, 1988, I started my own software consulting and training company helping companies implement the best practices and the research found. I led that company for over 30 plus years, all because I turned Mort's obstacle and criticism of me into an opportunity. Great story. Todd says, this this is a tough one. On June 3rd, the same day as you'll announce the winner, funny enough, in 2009, my 18-year-old daughter and professional ballerina McKinsey jumped in a car with a fellow dancer and photographer to do a photo shoot on Tyler Lake in the Houston area of Texas. On their way home, they were involved in a car accident and McKinsey was killed instantly. To aid in my grief recovery, a friend suggested I start writing about that journey through denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and the slow, slow grappling of accepting what happened to our family. At least once per day, I opened my heart up to the world to share this roller coaster through the dribbling words of my post. After a few months, I looked at my stats and saw I'd hit over 50,000 readers and hundreds of subscribers. Someone asked for a hard copy of my post, so I turned the blog into a book my first book. Since then, I've written over 11 books, one of which is scripted for a movie, and another which you, Dan, graciously wrote the forward, becoming a fulfilled leader. The opportunities to write, speak, and encourage others have been endless. My wife and I have shared McKinsey's story to groups as small as 10 to the student movement of our church, the National Youth Gathering, which hosted 25,000 students in New Orleans. My son, who's in a band, wrote about McKinsey and a song called Monsoon. The song's been listened and downloaded literally millions of times. While writing and speaking provide a nice side income, um, the opportunity to help lead others through change and loss is more valuable than any paycheck. What tragedy meant for evil, God intended for good, because we chose to ask, what opportunities does this tragedy present? Our family's been able to add value and leadership to so many, which in our eyes is the definition of success. Thanks, Dan. 
Well, thanks, Todd, for sharing that painful, poignant story about how a tragedy opened some new doors of opportunity, certainly not not ways to bring your daughter back, but ways for you to, to share hope and encouragement to other people. All right, Susan says, In my early 30s as a mother of three young children, I was diagnosed with severe rheumatoid arthritis. I could not wring out a dishcloth because my wrist was too weak. I could not easily climb stairs because my knees were swollen. I had to have special orthopedic shoes made. While wanting to prescribe a drug to help me, the doctor informed me that the drug could have harmful side effects. Thankfully, my husband did not want me to go down the road of having potential life-altering side effects. We sought out natural remedies and it proved to be very successful. Recently, a doctor told me, you don't look like a person that ever had rheumatoid arthritis. I'm so thankful for my husband's insight, for God's mercy in my challenging health situation. Today, I'm in my mid-60s and enjoy very good health. Well, yeah, Susan, thanks for sharing that. You were recently in our home, and I didn't realize that you had ever experienced this because you certainly seem vibrant and healthy today. Again, a health situation, a lot of times it does that. It prompts us to look for new solutions and end up healthier than we were previously. Well, Roxanne says, my obstacle that turned into a stepping stone. In 2004, I wanted to apply for a promotion at my job and went to a local woman who did professional resumes. We became friends, and when I told her I did get an interview, but I didn't get the job, she asked, well, what is it you really want? I told her I really wanted to go to college and become a writer. I had been writing stories for a local weekly newspaper and had been looking at a state college and community college, but wasn't finding a writing program. She said, well, my niece goes to Syracuse University, and they have a writing program. We should go and walk the campus. I said to her, yeah, right. Me? You know, go to Syracuse University. Are you crazy? Well, she took me to the campus. We walked through the halls of the classrooms, the library, the quad full of students, the other buildings. She told me, Roxanne, imagine yourself here. You could do this. Just apply and see what happens. Well, next thing you know, I was applying to Syracuse University as a non-traditional student at the age of 44. Wow. Little did I know that obstacle of not getting the promotion I wanted would lead me down a path I never thought possible. With the added obstacles of going to school, raising a family, working, studying for tests, and writing term papers, I graduated in 2010 with a bachelor's degree in writing and communications. You know, I mean, these are the kind of stories that just inspire us all. If, if, If you, Roxanne, had gotten that job that you interviewed for, your life may have gone in an entirely different way. But because that didn't happen, what seemed to be a disappointment prompted you to explore other options, prompted you to go back and look at what your heart was really telling you. You know, that, that that's so true with so many people that I talk to where the obstacles, if it's a recession, if it's a real estate downturn, if it's 9-11, if it's COVID, whatever it is, all these things that cause there to be obstacles that are presented A lot of times people go back to the dream they had when they were 18 years old, the dream they had when they were 22 years old, that somehow got buried, that somehow never got expressed. And they they say, you know what? This may be the chance. This may be the time when I can go back and revisit that. Maybe this obstacle, you know, as, as we say around here a lot, what does this make possible? When you hit an obstacle, when you hit that challenge, when you hit a roadblock, where you thought you were going, instead of just saying, oh, it's over, 
I could never do that. You know, it must not have been meant to happen. Ask yourself, what does this make possible? Well, love going through these. We get some more to go here. Let me just jump in here and just remind you that uh, we're always addressing questions here. Uh, again, next week I may talk about these 80, 28 ways to just keep yourself poor. We'll have some fun with that, and I'll tell you why I'm approaching it that way. There's value in taking an inverse approach to looking at things around us. But the music, just a reminder, these are questions. You could submit your questions, your success stories, your resources for other people. Just go to 48days.com slash askdan. Again, that's 48days.com slash askdan. You can leave your question there either in an audio format or write it out, and we'll be happy to consider that for one of the upcoming podcasts. All right, Jim says, in February of 2019, I was accused of being hostile to a female coworker. The charge was bogus, and the coworker embellished on what happened to make the situation sound worse than it was. Since there were no witnesses, it was a he said, she said situation. And in this day and age, HR sided with my coworker. So after working for the same company in more and more responsible positions, having moved up with promotions and advancements for over 32 years, I was let go. Although devastating and heartbreaking at 58 years old, this left me and my wife in a position to figure out what we wanted to do next with our lives. We had planned to move out of upstate New York once our son was off to college, but never pulled the trigger, mainly due to the high salary that I was making at my company. Finally, after nine months of working for the U.S. Census Bureau to keep from dipping into my 401k, in November of 2020, I was offered an opportunity to become a franchise owner. After researching a couple of franchises, we tro- chose Strickland Brothers 10-Minute Oil Change based on their core values of servant leadership, professionalism, customer satisfaction, speed of service. We were offered a territory in the Hilton Head, um, South Carolina, Savannah, Georgia area. Since we wanted to move out of upstate New York anyway to warmer climates, we traveled to the area, checked it out. We, we fell in love with the area, and by July 2021, we put our house in the market, and by August, we found a house to rent on the river with wonderful sunsets, and by mid-October, we moved to Beaufort, South Carolina, which is right outside of Hilton Head. We've been working with franchise developers on a site that will be perfect for our first oil change location. We've committed to three locations in the area over the next three years. We've been waiting on the paperwork and architectural designs to be approved. Uh, the extra time has allowed us to prepare for the opening, which has included setting up my C-Corp, taking the necessary training, attending webinars, and a weekend conference at the franchise headquarters. This time has also allowed me to participate in almost every 40 Days Eagles event over the last year. The friendships and knowledge that I've gained from the Eagles members have been truly priceless. We're anticipating that we'll open the first oil change location in August of this year. And while this will be a new and somewhat scary time for my wife and me, we never would have had the courage to make this move without the unfortunate circumstance that occurred with my previous company. I'm looking forward to being my own boss and having the responsibility of leading and growing a business. Wow. Uh, Jim, again, I, I know a little bit about your journey here. Can't wait to see you get that first 10-minute oil change location up and running. I uh, love the idea. And yes, many times those unexpected challenges and struggles open our eyes to opportunities. Here you are going to have your own business, be your own 
entrepreneurial self. A lot of people are what we call accidental entrepreneurs and doesn't mean that it was a disaster that got you there, but meaning perhaps they would have never considered it had there not been something unexpected and unwelcome that happened. Seems to be true for you, but here you are taking advantage of this. Things that were not your fault, but uh, things that have now opened your eyes to new possibilities and here you are ready to go. Going to be an exciting year for you, Jim. Zach says, I'm, li- um, I'm listening to podcast right now wanted to stop and contribute to the topic of obstacles in our lives that end up putting us in a better place. In the summer of 2020, my wife and I found out we were expecting our second child. I knew I needed to ask for a raise at my job at at a video production company. My raise was granted under the circumstance that they were working on it. And a few more months went by. And to be honest, my attitude began to sour. It took some time, but I realized I didn't want to go find another job and use it as leverage for my raise that I'd seen others do, but I wanted to start my own business doing video production work. I realized it wasn't the money that I was after, it was the time with my family. Being self-employed seemed like the best option to potentially increase my income and decrease my work hours. A year and a half later, I'm happily self-employed, getting to spend a lot more time with my wife and kids. Looking back, now listen to this. Looking back, getting a small raise would have been the worst thing that could have happened to me. Instead, the pressure forced me to be confident in what I wanted my life to look like and work for it. God, I love that. A small raise would have been the worst thing that could have happened to me, although that seemed to be what you wanted then, Zach, seemed to be a a little bit of a band-aid solution. If it would have happened, it would have just kept you in in the good rather than opening the door to the great. Goodness. Well, James, this comes from Kampala, Uganda. Says, I'm James from Uganda. I liked working as a customer service officer until one day I lost my dad on, um, let's say, October 5th, 2021. So just a few months ago. That day I became emotionally drained. I started asking myself hard questions. What is life? What would I do that I love would love and make a positive impact and leave a legacy. April 2020, So we're just talking two months ago. Well, April, May, June, yeah. I talked to my friend who's a senior medical director at Alive Medical Services, Uganda, about my intention to quitting my job. He suggested that I read some books about Dan Meller and also shared about 48days.com. That led me to a journey. I sat down, started thinking about the work I would love and enjoy. As I read the books, I managed to start an online emotional wellness platform called Work It Out Africa. Youth connect via business WhatsApp. There's a number they call to chat with an empathetic, judgment-free, professional listener for emotional wellness. I enjoy and love listening, inspiring, advising, and helping the youth get virtual friendship, support, release stress, and feel better and happy. It's 24-7 free advice. Topics we focus on are relationships, university, work productivity, and so on. Thank you for 48days.com and the whole team learning how to better my newfound work that I love. God bless you. From James. And James, you know, with that, I'm going to make you the winner of our $100. I just suspect that $100 is going to go a lot further uh, with you there than it might for some of the other stories, although they're certainly worthy stories. We're going to go ahead and make you the winner of our $100. I'll communicate with you and we'll figure out a way to get that to you promptly so you can put it into your work there that you're doing. I mean, I love the fact that you're working with youth and uh, helping them with emotional wellness and giving them 
encouragement and hope for what they have in front of them, the opportunities they have. So we'll just kind of squeeze that in here. We're going to make James our winner for that. Well, Gary, and this, this is the last, well, I've got Gary's story and then one quick one of my own as well. I appreciate your program. Gary says, I appreciate your program. The time you obviously dedicate to research and support for your listeners. Back in November of 2021, I was working as an executive director at an assisted living community. I was finishing up my fourth year there, and this was a job that I'd looked forward to for many years. I was finally hired and given the opportunity. In the first several years, we maintained almost 100% capacity in a thriving, vital environment. However, when COVID hit, our occupancy dropped to 50% and we were sold to another company. All through 2021, I struggled with burnout, noticed my health declining. I turned 60 in 2021, was placed on high blood pressure medication and acquired a chronic cough that disrupted my personal and business world. Increasing corporate pressure to remedy our occupancy was met with comments from the corporate directors that I didn't care. I wasn't trying hard enough. I needed to do more. This pressure got to the point I told my wife one day, I think I'm done. So at that point, I made a bold decision to leave, but no, not for more than six, six months because I had no direction about what to do. Ironically, within the next week, corporate came in and said I should probably pack up and go. We agreed that I would be done, and I packed my stuff and left. Thank God we had prepared with an emergency fund. Leaving the job I had loved and starting over was both terrifying and a relief Thank God for the wife who kept telling me not to do anything for a couple months, which I did not listen to, but try to try to finance business that was nothing but a burden and far from profitable. After a few months, I decided to take my wife's advice, just stop trying to move myself forward, began to listen and rest and pray and enjoy my family and my grandkids. Stopping and listening was what I needed to move forward. Following this epiphany, I stopped my blood pressure medication, stopped coughing, Started listening to your program, began to challenge myself um, with your disc profile to find out why I'm here. This helped me realize that I'd gotten to a point where I was just going through the motions of getting up, going to work, doing what was required, had no vision or direction for my life. This was literally killing me with a slow death. One of the most significant things I've discovered is how I think about myself and who I am. I started exercising started delivering for Meals on Wheels, working with a senior care management company, helping homebound seniors, and falling in love with my wife all over again. How cool is that? At 60 years old, I have a new lease on life and have so much energy, drive, and hope for our future, Dan. I'm here to tell all your listeners that it's never too late to possess a new beginning. Even if you're working at a corporate position, always have a vision that you're building for your own life. Without a vision, we perish. After all, what does age have to do with it? Thanks for all you do, Gary. Kelly, thanks for that story. So inspiring. And the transformation, you know, was not all of a sudden making a million dollars. It was getting in control of your life, which should be true for lots of you. All right. Hey, one more, one more quick story of my own, and we'll wrap up with this. We had a place in Tennessee a lot of you have been there. A lot of you have heard me talk about it. Um, we had a barn, a converted barn at the back of our property. We called the sanctuary where we had live events. That's where we did coaching with excellence, right to the bank, innovate, those kind of events. So we were doing events there. 
we would limit it to 48 people. That was pretty comfortable to be seated in our sanctuary that we had, a big open area in that barn. And we charged $1,000 for those events. So that's $48,000. Now, I'm going to give you a little math here so you understand um, the power of this story as it unfolded for me. So $48,000. I mean, wow, how cool is that to have it on our own property? So I'm not doing have hotel fees out of that or anything like that. We had five events a year. That's $240,000. In May of 2017, Williamson County authorities showed up and said, you can't have live events here. Now that's interesting because we had been doing it for 12 years. We were very open about it. Certainly didn't know there was any violation of anything we were doing. We're way out in the country. I mean, we're not in, in, we're not in the city or anything. We just had a big barn and we just had fun having events there. And they said, you can't do this. It's not zoned for that. So there went our $240,000 a year. Because of that, that was in May of 2017. Because of that, you know, I started thinking, what could we do where we could continue to have people share ideas and resources together? What if we created something where they didn't necessarily have to come to Franklin, Tennessee? Maybe it wouldn't be just physically in the same room. And we started exploring the idea of an online community. We launched that online community. And of course, that is the 40 Days Eagles. Now, let's go from May of 2017 you know, we got things rolling in there, experimented. By in February of 2020, you know what happened then? 2020, COVID hit full force. Everybody that had live events had to cancel them. Most people didn't have a backup plan. We had the 40 Days Eagles in full force by then. In January, of, I just pulled up the figures. In January, of 2020, our income was $20,055. In February, it was $20,467. That was when things really came down with COVID. In March, it was a little over $21,000. In April, it jumped up over $24,000. Now look at right when everybody's live events were crashing, what we had been forced to figure out and to substitute because we were prevented from having live events turned into a consistent money generator. Nobody having to travel. People were doing it online. So in the entire year, let's just say, and it was significantly more than this, but let's just say that we averaged $20,000 a month, which we did more than that for the entire year of 2020. You know what that is in terms of income? $240,000. That's exactly what roughly what we had been generating with our live events that we were prevented from doing the obstacle. When that first happened, I thought, you got to be kidding me. You know, there goes a big chunk of our income. The way that we can connect with people and serve people well, there goes out the door. We switched. That forced us to switch so that when COVID hit, and it negatively affected so many people. We were in perfect position, sailed right through that. If anything, COVID increased the draw to our online community and has continued to do so. And of course, it's grown significantly since then, here now being June of 2022. Well, lots of stories, lots, there were so many more, so many more. It took me 
so much. It took me a lot of time just to read through them. And believe me, I read every single word of the stories that Joel submitted, but wanted to select these just as examples of people moving through with a transformation, a positive transformation. So what I want you to do, I want you to look at your situation. Look at your situation that you're in right now. Find the transformation opportunity. And it's there. You know, we'll go back to that quotation where we're going to assume that if every, in every adversity, there's an equal seed of opportunity. What is that? Maybe look at what is the other self about you? What is your other self that may be emerging? When I went through you know, that unfortunate business disaster, the other self was more thinking. It was writing, speaking, rather than somebody just doing physical work. That other self that was there all along, but I had never really nurtured it, had never had the, the knowledge that there would be so many opportunities connected with that part of myself, that other self. And how can your story inspire and encourage others? Well, continue evaluating where you are. You know, life just continues to happen. We don't just orchestrate it or we, we plan ahead, but then things happen that are unexpected. I hear from people every day where that's the case, the unexpected things that happen. We want to help you ask, what does this make possible? What's on the other side of this? What's the transformation that's coming? How can this story be redeemed? What is it going to allow? What is it going to open up for you as you move through this? Well, hey, thanks for listening. I feel privileged every week to be opening the mailbox, looking at the responses, the questions, the resources you all share. Continue doing that. Next week, I'm going to jump into those 28 ways to stay poor. We'll have some fun with that and give you some pointers for things you can do to not stay poor. Obviously, that's where we want you to go. But send those questions in. You can go to 48days.com slash ask. Dan. That's where you can submit your questions. So thanks for listening, for sending in those questions, for being open to growing, for being a powerful force, for making the world a better place, and for believing without a shadow of a doubt that we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. This is Dan Miller signing off. We'll be back with you next week.